To thee, great one in three, the highest praises be, hence evermore, thy sovereign majesty may we in glory see, and to eternity love and adore. Amen. Amen. It's nice to see the front of your heads for a chance. <laughs> Today, the Western Church celebrates the Holy Trinity. Pope John XXII declared it a feast day of the church in the early 14th century, and in 1911, it was elevated to being a principal feast day of the church. The Episcopal Church followed suit a few years later, and today it is the only feast day in our church calendar that is not dedicated to a person or an event. Over time, the Trinity has been thought of as a triangle, overlapping circles, interlocking rings, a clover, and so many other symbols, perhaps helpful, perhaps not. And so every year, preachers of great renown and little known <laughs> preach about the Holy Trinity, many wandering dangerously close to heresy in their explanations. In fact, some clergy have been defrocked in the past because of their controversial interpretation of the Trinity. So to explain this complicated and sophisticated theological doctrine, it should come as no surprise that your clergy are allowing your organist to explain it to you. <laughs> I've been blessed to work with many wonderful clergy over the course of my career so far. One of them was the Reverend Jack Wilson. He sadly died a few years ago, but thanks to him, this is a bit of my understanding of how God in three persons works. There's a story often told about a British bishop visiting a parish and speaking with the children of the Sunday school program prior to their confirmation. He was asking each of the children different questions, asking one about baptism, another about the Eucharist. He then turned and asked, to one, asked one child about the Trinity. Unbeknownst to the bishop, the child had a severe speech impediment. When the boy gave his answer, the bishop replied, I'm sorry, can you repeat yourself? Again, the boy answered, and the bishop asked again for clarification, what is the Trinity? After the third unclear answer, the bishop said, I'm sorry, young man, but I can't understand you. The little boy's brother yelled out from across the room, it's all a big mystery. <laughs> I have sat on a mountainside in Colorado and watched as the full moon slowly rose over the horizon and began to illuminate the valley of snow below, the sparkling light resembling a valley coated with millions and millions of diamonds. I've walked across the beach as an intense storm rolled in, with the waves violently crashing against the shore and the wind blowing so strong that I had to bend over double to walk. I've looked through a telescope and seen Saturn and its beautiful and mysterious rings, so many millions of miles away and yet something I could see with my own eyes. I have sat and watched a spider slowly weave its web, something so incredibly delicate, perfect, and yet deadly. I have hid under a desk in elementary school and watched as a tornado roared by outside our room, lifting and lowering the ceiling with a sound as loud as anything I've ever heard naturally. I've been snorkeling and ended up swimming alongside a large sea turtle as we both seemed to be in awe of the colorful array of fish all around us. I've held each of my newborn nieces in my arms and marveled at the gift of love and the life that can come from it. 
I've seen all of this and so much more. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I've been at a child's piano recital when he suddenly went blank and couldn't remember the next notes in the piece. His teacher rushed up to the bench, put her arm around him and helped him find the confidence to get started again and move beyond the troublesome passage. I've watched an older chorister patiently help another member of the choir, helping her to find the right hymn in the hymnal and show, to show her how to follow along with the words. I've watched a man walk up to the doors of our parish office, tears in his eyes, explaining that he hasn't eaten in two days and doesn't know what to do, and then watched as someone was able to immediately provide him with snacks and offer guidance on how to find his next several meals. I've seen a line down the street of people waiting to donate blood after a national tragedy, all seeking some way to help. I've watched a priest in our courtyard spend time with a mother dying of cancer and assure her that her young children would continue to know her love for her, for them, for the remainder of their lives. I've watched as a parishioner discreetly offered ongoing financial assistance to another parishioner who was in danger of losing his home. I've seen cars on a busy interstate suddenly slow to a complete stop in both directions as people patiently waited for a mother and her five young ducklings to cross the road and reach the lake on the opposite side. I've gone to my work mailbox after a long day of multiple Christmas Eve services and discovered that someone has left me cookies. <laughs> I have watched a dog give birth and immediately bring each young puppy to be as close to her as possible, sharing her warmth, her scent, and her protection. I've stood in line at Walmart when a woman who was checking out discovered she was a few dollars short of what she needed to pay for her purchase, and the man behind her generously gave her the money needed. I've had my parents tell me they are proud of me, embrace me, and assure me that they love me. I've seen all of this and so much more, and I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light. I've sat in the audience for a symphony and experienced my heart racing and the hairs on my neck standing on end. Notes arranged in certain order and progression that the sound made me want to jump up in excitement. And just a short while later, a different order and progression and instrumentation that was able to bring tears to my eyes. I've watched as a congregation of friends and strangers promise that they will support people partaking in a sacrament with the bold exclamation of, we will. I've listened to a congregation sing without any organ or instrumental accompaniment and marveled at how everyone sang so strongly together with what sounded like twice as many voices present as actually were. I've watched clergy prayerfully and sometimes painfully make decisions that they know are the right ones to make for the health of a faith community, leading the church to be more bravely inclusive and welcoming. I have felt the support and prayer of friends and family as I made my marriage vows to someone I deeply love. 
I prayed with a close friend as he followed a gradual call of discernment to a life of service to the church and to the world. I've listened to a young child sing a song with such commitment, sincerity, and beauty that it inspired me and deepened my own faith more than any sophisticated piece of music or sermon could ever do. I've met with a widow as she selected music for her husband's funeral and listened to her tell me why he loved certain songs, increasing my own appreciation for the particular hymns she chose and also reminding me of him every time those hymns reappear. I've seen the hearts of people transformed from being fearful and uncertain about matters of justice to being bold and confident leaders in the struggle. I've seen all of this and so much more, and I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. While it may be true that the Holy Trinity doctrine is complicated and confusing, I'm not so sure that the Holy Trinity itself actually is. A former rector at my previous parish was addressing a group of adults seeking confirmation. One particular evening, he was focused on speaking with them about the sacraments. One woman present raised her hand and genuinely asked him, Father, do you believe in infant baptism? He replied, believe in it, I've actually seen it. <laughs> Do I believe in the Holy Trinity? Friends, I've actually seen it. Amen. Amen.